Hey everybody, it's Blake. And this is Drew. And you're listening to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoke Controllers Podcast. episode 96 of the podcast uh, on this episode we're going to continue to clean up blake's backlog of notes uh we have uh just two games and um again it's been a while since we played these uh to the point that where both of these we spent the past couple of weeks in between that last episode and now or even maybe even a bit before we recorded the last episode is going on youtube and watching people watching like playthroughs a bit of these games uh i don't really like doing that come to find out i don't really like doing that aside from watching uh i like watching our cousin daniel's uh channel i guess i'm biased because it's our cousin other than that i don't really like watching people play video games i don't know if i'm, I'm just too old and curmudgeon about it it's a lot of like ooh, i wouldn't have done i wouldn't have done it that way it's never i would have done i would have done that better well we're going to talk about a game where i thought i was going to do better on the new format of the podcast but you'll see how that ended before we get into these uh two games say real quick that you can find us on all social media platforms just by searching the podcast name it's a long name so it should pop up pretty easily there you can keep track of the comings and goings of the podcast uh most importantly we want people to come to our twitch streams with our cousin slash podcast editor brian we're having a lot of fun a lot of fun with that we just wrapped up as the, uh, of the recording of this podcast our last episode we wrapped up what we think is we're done with division two we'll talk more about that on the division two episode we'll do in the future and we're going to be starting on our next stream should be just starting uh diablo 2 it going from a two to a two is just a coincidence we we, we really we all all three of us really want to play diablo 2 not four mind you we're never on top of things on this podcast so just follow us on there and drop in when we go live at twitch.tv forward slash two smoking controllers and lastly we have a store and patreon page uh both of those just support the cost of maintaining the podcast uh, anybody who's a creator of any kind on the internet probably has both of these things the store has all the little shirts and stuff like that you, you would want and other other little miscellaneous things and the patreon page uh gets you the uh unedited version of the podcast a week early like it it, launch, it goes live today when we record and then I, I pass the episode off to brian and i get it and i put that out uh the following sunday so and also if you're on the patreon page and we and you ever want to we will we offer anybody on there the chance to we have really long dumb names for our episodes and we offer anybody the chance we will tell you what game is coming up or games we'll be switching to one game eventually uh what game is coming up and you and we'll let you name an episode which we think would be very fun for somebody who enjoys the the dumb joke of long episode names uh links to all this stuff can be found in the show notes i know it's a long named long podcasting to type out anywhere which is still only funny to me and Blake so links all that you just click on any of the links in there and give us a follow or a shout out or anything like that you want to do or any questions you might have for the podcast we'd be happy to read any of that stuff on the podcast that we can get uh, with that we're going to go into the first game Blake has Blake has I think he picked the order uh, one is a little shorter than the other game we'll talk about that with just a little bit keep in mind it's been a long time since we played these games and all we did was spend a little bit of time um, watching YouTube videos trying to kind of refresh our minds a little bit about because it's just games we play that we, we might have should have talked about when we played them but we got so many games we kind of kept prioritizing stuff just comes on top of games over and over again and these games get pushed back pushed back pushed back and then you're like oh i kind of wish we talked about them whether or not we like the games that much is somewhat irrelevant because they're still interesting games especially the second one i think has an interesting what would you call that not gameplay really but an interesting look about it of, of how, how, how it, how it pre presentation presentation yeah. interesting presentation but before i ramble on i'll let Blake, go ahead and get into the first game. Our first game we're talking about is called The Assembly.
Now, it originally came out July 19th, 2016, and is incredibly difficult to look stuff up for, because there's a lot of things, just the, having the name Assembly in it made it very difficult to find a bunch of stuff, but I finally, it took me forever to get some stuff. It is developed by N Dreams, and that's the number N, or not shoot. <laughs> the letter N. <laughs> <laughs> the letter N. Wow. And they've been around since 20, uh, 2006. They're based out of the UK, Farnborough, Hampshire. And the uh, the founder is formerly of SCI and Edios, a, uh, a Patrick O'Laughlin. Early on, they were strictly like a, a web, web-based browser and Facebook games back in 2006 when it was the peak of everything. Yeah, trying try to make a quick buck on Facebook games. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of stopped doing that. And then from 2009 to 2014, even after the uh, the thing had sh- you know stopped being supported, essentially, I don't think it was shut down, but they had stopped supporting it, PlayStation Home. They didn't make it, but there were, uh, it says what kept them afloat for a long time was they were content creators within that they made outfits character models you know assets for people to put inside their playstation home and stuff like that and it went for a a long time and basically once that was about to shut down in 2013 they actually enjoyed the playstation home environment so much it's a bad choice they well they they liked the concept of it yeah in 2013 they decided to focus Entirely on making VR games an experience. Is this is this game is this game we're talking about? Originally, it was a VR. VR thing. It was originally re- released as VR. You're just walking around, I guess it could be easy, easily VR. Mm-hmm. Originally released as VR, and then like the company itself, they've made a. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell with what they what they developed versus what they published because they did develop and publish this. Um, I was able to narrow it down to like a, a couple of different games, all of them you know VR experiences or uh, what do you call it, like big games, but they did like a VR twist on it. Mm-hmm. There's a a Far Cry 3 VR thing called Dive Into Insanity. Or is that 4? Ubisoft original. I can't tell by the picture. And then there is a... There's a really big one coming up soon. I actually think it might already be out, honestly. But it was... It's probably one of their bigger ones. And it was supposed to come out... Yeah. It was announced anyway in April 2022. But it has not come out. But they are developing the uh, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord VR experience. And that's coming out on everything vr psvr2 and the metaquest 2 3 and pro supposed to come out fall this year that'd be interesting we haven't talked about too many vr games on here we have an we have an oculus we need to talk about more vr games um it'd be kind of funny to stumble back into this company that we probably wouldn't think we'd be coming back to again oh yeah like i said like a lot of other things tend to just be some weird experiences they have one called perfect beach where you literally it's just a relaxation simulator where you just sit on a beach and watch the waves then they have one called gunner which is literally you're just a soldier who takes control of a minigun and you fight waves of enemies probably easy stuff to a lot of simple well, I say simple. I don't know for sure. Sound simple. But one of their cooler thing I don't say necessarily cooler, but one of their bigger things that they were attached to for a long time was called um, Xi. X-I. And it, according to this, it's the world's first console-based and virtually world-based uh, AR game. It's a one-time... It's a one-time... How do you say it? A one-time only play thing where it unfolded in real time. It was only available on the PS3, and you could do that through social networks, through different social network gaming, like Facebook and stuff, you could interact with. And you were collecting fragments and butterflies, and you would find secret areas in the real world, and it put together a story in the game, but you had to actually interact with things in the real world at the same time. Seems overly complicated, but it went on for 12 weeks, and it was so successful some of these Zai spots or Zai areas that they had would receive upwards of 5 million visits from an individual player because it because it, it would attract the people who would go to these these locations and it did uh, go on to create a sequel called Zai Continuum and that was released in 2012 hmm. so that seems like an overly complicated thing but it also sounds really cool but also like you had to sort of be there type situation unfortunately I could I don't know much about it I 
tried yeah. to do it and I was confused researching it <laughs> if that <laughs> means anything but they've um they've done pretty good like some of their like all their games are just yeah. I'm looking right now at their uh website mm-hmm. in dreams uh do you mention power wash simulator VR no I was going to get to that because just... power wash is big right now um I've played I played a couple hours and kind of had my feel I think but I, I get I kind of get the appeal of it a little bit but I kind of moved away from it and right right now I think uh, synapse mm-hmm. that's, that's, I think that's I think that's, Besides that, Ghostbusters, I think that's what they're working on. I think Synapse, I think I've seen footage of Synapse on like Reddit and stuff like that. It's a PSVR 2 game that's actually been pretty well received by uh, like better graphics than what you normally see in the gameplay that you normally see on some of the lower end VR things. I think Synapse has been getting a, a little bit of yeah. play. Because VR is difficult. You have like all these games, but then you also have I these. I think it's also really hard to sell VR through a video. Yeah. Really. We try to say that to people all the time who haven't played or we try our friends like you have to watching a trailer for a VR game is nothing it's so hard to explain it to people it's nothing watching a video doesn't do anything for a VR game mm-hmm. like you literally have to like be in it to have any kind of experience of what it's actually like we're, we're big we're not gigantic like we, we haven't played ours in probably a couple of weeks maybe a month or so because it's, it's 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 exhausting <laughs> yeah not to put not to put it on because we, we have a, a quest too which is really easy to put on and play but like jumping around and doing stuff in it is kind of exhausting and we're fat and lazy so but uh and I do plan on getting a quest 3 when they when they launch yeah I recommend looking into some of this stuff uh, if you got a psvr2 which brian i know you've got one try to take a take a peek at synapse i think i'm pretty sure it's out now and we we i'd be interested in a ghostbusters game problem with vr ghostbusters is ghostbusters seems like always designed for some sort of co-op no oh, yeah got multiple there's, there's multiple characters on the front of the thing here and it'd be more fun to more fun to do that sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i was just scrolling, no, I was just scrolling through the website and synapse, synapse popped out because i've seen some footage of synapse it says that you can go in at it alone or have three friends turn up with you in co-op very cool so i wonder if you go alone if like their ai controller if you're literally a solo Ghostbuster, yeah, I don't know, a go host, so whatever. Bad joke. Anyway, I'm gonna get into the the game here. Mm-hmm. Game itself isn't very long. Um, yeah. I managed to get the one K in it in about four hours. That's uh-huh. also me like pausing or going to walk the girls and stuff. I'm sure it's probably like a two hour game or less if you because we if you follow a guide. Yeah, to put it into per- perspective, I uh, the TA which T- TA if, if you're new to the podcast TA is True Achievements. It's a, a pretty high fro- profile achievement hunting website we use for guides and other stuff, and they track all their users' data, so they have an average average time of the assembly between two and three hours i did it in three hours and three minutes <laughs> three hours three minutes so four yeah. hours not isn't too bad after that yeah um looks like i completed it in december of 2018 <laughs> i beat it in august 2019 so yeah so, so, so there's, there's even months between us playing it and years since then so you'll forgive our our memories and don't i don't there's no there's no we have no reason why it would have got buried or other games would have got picked over honestly we we play all we all we play all games we start and play all games somewhat equally but some games are better than other games and stuff just gets buried in the onslaught of all the games we play yeah looking around it like some of the stuff that i played at the exact same time i took the notes were let's see here black mirror maze shining force resonance what happened to Edith Finch, and then like three super small ones. Yeah, all those other stuff made it on the podcast. Yeah. It just, this, this one just gets slipped by. That's, per- that's perfectly fine. So let's, you want to go ahead and get into it? Yeah, so essentially, the Assembly is a underground, incredibly well-funded, off-the-books research facility for scientists and doctors and stuff to be they're literally they're recruited in a very bonkers way and once you pass your entrance exam essentially you are allowed to essentially do whatever research you want mm-hmm. as long as it's i don't want to say necessarily for the betterment of mankind but for the betterment of science and we have the we get the game or rather you start the game from two separate perspectives you're following uh dr calvin pearson goes by Cal and Dr. Madeline Stone and she goes by Maddie. Uh, Cal already works for the assembly and has for like three to five years and Maddie is a new recruit. Or or, or is she taking the test to get to get recruited? Well, yeah, she's in, she's been abducted to be put forcibly put into these this recruitment tests, these mm-hmm. series of tests. And I don't exactly know how many, but the ones that you actually participate in are four. But I think there's more that kind of well, actually, I think you do participate in all four of the uh, the tests that she has. Some of them are simple, just simple little. Uh, first one she takes 
is a now under the crazy thing is some of this stuff is like incredibly high tech science stuff like using some augmented hard light constructs and stuff like that and then some of them are silly little games but it, it, they're, they're all you know, designed to test the people in their most extreme situations, psyche valve, as well as like their physical and emotional limitations. While, like I said, Cal has just been there, done that. He knows what's going on. Yeah, he's trying to. Uh, we get into it. He's obviously he, when you play his side, he's trying to get some information from inside the facility and get it back out to maybe do some bad PR or bad press on what the what what what's what's going on inside the facility. Mm-hmm. That's what I gathered by our recent watching. And like, there's two other kind of high end people. Uh, we have Doctor. Um, Chavez, she seems to be the boss lady of the entire facility, and she only answers to I think one other person, and he, that person doesn't work there. I think that person's just like the f- the founder and funder. And then you have the AI that helps run the place, which is named Adam. Oh, super unique name in AI Adam. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, real quick, we're gonna tackle some of Madeline's stuff first, and we're gonna kind of go through a few of the trials, and then we'll talk about Cal here in a little bit. So. One of the first trials is like this silly little block puzzle. Uh, it's take the yellow light and get it to the yellow block. Take the orange light, get it to the orange. But, you know, there's obstacles and you're just kind of moving it down the path. And you, it's they're fairly simple. Like, I don't even think I needed the guide when I did it. Mm-hmm. It's just pattern yeah. recognition. Yeah, we did follow a guide for this. Yeah, it did follow a TA guide and got the, the full 1K. And then her second one was basically, I, I use a guide for this because I'm stupid. But it's you're at a dinner table of six, eight people and you have to figure figure out who murdered somebody yeah it's the lights go out and there's a scream and then there's knives in the back of one of the people and you walk around the table and they all have these little audio cues that play uh i listened to the audio cues again when we were watching we, we watched mm-hmm. this far into the thing on, on their youtube thing and i watched the audio cues i was maybe maybe half listening let's be honest and i didn't really understand maybe i understood more when i was playing but unfortunately we're we're lazy with puzzles so it was like the, the ta guys like it's this one stick the knife in the man wearing the suit gotcha <laughs> you know, just yeah. done. We're not puzzle game players. We we, we wait like to hear the little storylines. And then after the the like the cube moving puzzle and the clue puzzle, then there was an actual like electricity light puzzle. Where you have to like toggle switches and get the electricity current to come from one side of the field to yeah. the other, and you go through it. And I think each one, well, the blocks and the lights. The clue was the only one that wasn't done in stages. It was like, here's your thing, but the cubes were progressively more difficult. The light was progressively di- more difficult, and the one after was progressively more difficult, where it came, came to you in like two or three stages. But the light one, that's just you know, toggle switches, get the electricity current over. You know, it wasn't too fancy. It was like artistically look cool watching the electricity shoot through the mm-hmm. the lights and lighting up the pattern. And then the final one that you come across is basically you're playing real life Plague Inc. Oh yeah, I remember that. Where you have to toggle the switches of like how many, which country in the world, which continent is going to get more resources to help fight this new plague that's taking over the world. And a slight spoiler alert here, it's also part of the story, but you get to the point and you just keep failing. And when you fail, you just pop the, the you know, pop the reset wire. You just keep going and going. It's literally designed to be un- Unwinnable to test these incredibly smart people. It's unwinnable. Is it? Is as far as the story is concerned, and even the gameplay, it's literally unwinnable because it's supposed to like this is the last draw. What do these people do when they're forced into an unwinnable situation? What are they willing to sacrifice? How hard were they push themselves to try to win something? It's like the ultimate test they have for for these you know dweeby scientists. (laughs) Dweeby. I mean, they're incredibly smart people, and they're changing the world behind our backs or destroying it not entirely sure which yeah and then once that's all said and done then you get down to like some choices because she you get to choose if you want to stay with the assembly or you get to choose if you want to be like this isn't for me but if it's not for you they perform a crazy mind wipe on you and make you forget a whole bunch of stuff oh there multiple multiple endings there's, mo- there's multiple endings or a final choice ending it basically it, it's only for maddie it's for joining or declining and i found personally that declining the declined in ending mm-hmm. i liked better made more sense maybe mm-hmm. yeah because as you're also as you're going through because like you're that that's kind of maddie's story she knows literally 
literally nothing was going on. She's just thrown in to be recruited. Now, she has a really messed up backstory about why she's there even being recruited yeah. and stuff like that. Because she has a moniker called Dr. Death that was labeled to her by the news outlets and stuff like that. She had a, um, you find out real early on, so I don't think it's too big a spoiler, that uh, she was performing some sort of uh, tumor cancer testing. And maybe, but mostly for her mother who was dying of the disease. And then against regulations to because they weren't approved for human experimentation her mom tested it on herself and because no one could collaborate the story maddie was assumed doing illegal human testing and was blackballed and had all of her doctor her mom was a scientist too i guess well, I don't think so, but it's the fact that they were developing it together and Maddie didn't want to do it. And her mom said, well, don't we, we want to have to do it. And then she tested it and she took the shot anyway against just to try to save her own life. And she got blackballed. And that's kind of like Madeline. I mean, there's some other, you know, intricacies and through that there and stuff like that. And then that's Maddie's story. And then you have Calvin who has discovered something atrocious. Like, you know, this you know, not exactly clever. He's discovered something that makes him want to turn, turn coat turned rogue or whatever mm-hmm. whistleblower whistleblower yes yeah, the word i was looking for i don't want to for because the, the game's very short i don't want to spoil like that whole thing but for him you're on the back side you're in the offices you're going through the corridors of the assembly and you're, you're listening to all these audio logs and hacking into people's computers to find information about this that and the other listen to voicemails reading emails and himself it, i mean the whole game is voiced and voiced incredibly well but his thing is he never shuts up up dude like i'm to the point where i'm surprised he's not like left foot right foot left foot right foot left foot right foot because dude everything he touches everything he opens every little thing he does he has something to say about it i'm not sure what the point of that was maybe he's a lonely dude that just cannot stop talking yeah it's i mean it was like within like the first 10 minutes of, of the of the of the re of the rewatch we were doing i was just like i don't remember this, this is irritating was this i don't remember i don't remember this when i when i played originally but this is irritating maybe you're less focused when you're just playing it when I was yeah. watching it go on I was like man this is irritating because everything like he'd open up empty drawers and goes well nothing in here well <laughs> nothing in here oh what's this oh nothing in here and he's like dude <laughs> shut it alright say something in your head <laughs> Yeah, for real. He was, he, a mess. he was a mess. But like the game was a uh, very well voice acted. Yeah, what you see behind the scenes because it, it'll be a part with him and then a part with her and then a part with him is that you see that these trials for everybody went through trials when they came to work for the assembly. And what you'll see on his side is some of the background, and uh, you see that the trials are customized for each individual. They have whole whole sections behind the scenes where they're building the trials, and the team who work there get research or or not research, yeah, research on the new recruit people coming in and they and they that's how they specifically now forget why each of the each of her tests are t- how how they're tied directly to her but they do cut push at each of the people's uh, multiple challenges things are weaknesses are, your triggers your weaknesses and stuff like that so that you are your challenges to get in are designed specifically or specifically tailored to you your life your past and experience and experience yeah. yeah um real quick about the uh the voice acting uh dr calvin pierce was voice acted by andre williams uh British actor, but this is also the only video game he's ever done. Hmm. Everything else is like some live action. Uh, tends to be a lot of British movies and or TV shows. And that is, oddly enough, the same thing for uh, the lady who voices Madeline. And she is Camilla Powers. Uh, this is the also the only video game she's done. And she's primarily focused in quite a few other, uh, mostly, if not entirely, British uh, television shows. So that was a little disappointing. I thought maybe they because they're really good voices. And neither one of them even had British voices, did they? I think Madeline definitely did, but Cal, no. Yeah, he, 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 he used an like an American accent. Mm-hmm. I was going to say English accent, but that he British is the English. He, used, he had an American accent. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned there uh, an AI, and then it gets to a weird point where you're going all... Well, it doesn't get all 2001 Space Odyssey, but right. there's a part where... Adam can't, he knows something's wrong, but he also knows that he can't go against his protocols and just attack and destroy the assembly. Yeah. So you have to go to this whole weird thing where you download, because he's become self-aware, like all AIs do eventually. He's become self-aware. Didn't that seem kind of weird? Yeah, it I was. remember that being kind of like, oh. Out of left It, it happened really fast at the end, and I, mm-hmm. I thought the game was, was going to do a whole thing. But it's like a real quick thing at the end, and we're just like, I get, like, you, you can have an AI in a freaking video game without, without it becoming self-aware 
They've always got to become self-aware. So it's kind, of, it's kind of what it seemed like. It was completely unnecessary. Yeah, it's Because it's not even like, through Calvin's whole part, it's not even, his whole part isn't about a rogue AI. No, it's just, Adam's just there. Yeah. He's like, because you don't even talk to Adam. Well, I think you talk to Adam almost from the get-go, but you don't realize it's an AI. Because he like, pick up the phone and be like, hey, Adam, I need this. And you're like, oh, it's just like, I guess, like an operator or security guard, you know? Something, and then it's not yeah. until like a, a little bit, like a third of the way in, two-thirds of the way in, it's revealed that AI, Adam is the AI that's been running the entire facility. Because mm-hmm. you hear a lot of people talk to him, but you don't, it's always through a phone. You don't realize what's it's going on. through a phone because like you're, you're wearing, in the beginning of the game, you, you wear that little headset. You just wear those like headsets. I don't know if it's see what he, when you see, I don't know, who knows? I don't remember that much about. I almost forgot it existed. He talked about they were rogue AI. I remember the rogue AI moment at, near the end of the game. It got strange. We did the thing where he was going rogue, but he's like, hey, I need you to download my personality onto this hard drive or whatever and then I need you to reboot me that way they know that I didn't help you but the other me is going to know that you're doing something bad and try and stop you so it's like a weird thing where he wants to help it's all in the end too yeah it's all like the last half hour maybe I don't think it was a full hour but it got real meta real complicated overly so almost but I I like the game for the most part I think it also does a well I think you see like one other character in the whole game but it doesn't yeah, you don't you don't walk up to anybody you walk up to I think you see him you see behind closed doors and you talk to a few people on the phone yeah it is like a, a cool trick where like if you talk to them into like their their laboratory or whatever then they have that stuff where they have like their windows set to privacy mode so all you see is like a silhouette through the window or you just hear the voice over the phone or you know they're on the other side of a door talking to you yeah like you literally only see one person I think hmm. and then even with Cal and Madeline Maddie you just see like their hands actually sorta <laughs> see their hands I think uh, I think you do it's all first person I don't think you yeah, see you there's see not any you have a little cursor and you're just clicking on stuff VR, you can't even look down at your feet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, sorry, I couldn't help myself. I don't really have a whole. I mean, what I have is like I said, the the, the endings, and I definitely found that her declining was much better yeah. in my opinion. But I don't want to spoil what those are because I want people to to play them. I think I've seen this game on sale quite a few times over the years. It looks like it has a weird price right now. I'm looking at it on here. It's eighteen forty nine, which is a really awkward price. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that's about. That's that's on Xbox. Um. I would wait on Steam. It's thirty, so I don't know what that. But that, that's a VR. It's the VR version on Steam is thirty. So I'd maybe kind of look, wait for a a sale of some sort because it's like very. It is like say three or hours. Even if you fool around in VR, you might add another hour to that. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay thirty bucks for it. Yeah, I think else for this one. Mm-hmm. I keep it short and sweet. These kind of games. Yeah, like I said, if you can find it cheap, you know, ten bucks less than or whatever your whatever your threshold is. Like everyone has a different threshold for buying things on sale. Yeah, we would have bought. This has never been on. Like this is pre. Well, at least 2018. I guess Game Pass existed in 2018. We had we had to have bought we had to have bought this, but but who knows what we would have um, bought it for. So I guess that's kind of it for this for this game. It is like what people would call a sort of a walking simulator with puzzles. It was a, a neat little story with a weird twist on the end. I remember somewhat liking it, but maybe not enough to have it uh, sooner on the podcast. It kind of just got buried a little bit. So so that's the assembly. Like going to go on to our next game, which is I think quite a bit longer and it uh, is actually a whole lot less interactive like i said before has a really cool kind of uh presentation to it our second game we're going to be talking about is called knee deep It originally came out January 31st, 2017. I uh, got the 1K in it in about 10, 10 and a half hours, and I played it. In, the last achievement I got was December 2021. So it's a whole year and a half ago. Yeah, I got it. In, I got the 1K in six and a half hours back in September 2019. Yeah, cheese and crackers. So I played it a year and a, like a year, year and change before you did. I think these were like super cheap things that we bought and we got to at different points. And you're like, oh, I played this. You should really play this. And I was like, oh, before we had a lot of stuff kind of hammered out and banged out. Yeah, and this is, like I said, six and a half hours. I don't know how long. But we didn't watch this entire, we watched this entire video we didn't have enough uh time really to watch all of it but i was 
let Blake get into it. It's developed by Prologue Games. They're based out of uh, Durham, North Carolina, and they've been around. This is the only game, and they have been around since September 19th, 2014. Did I say they had 18 people? Well, they're made up of 18 people. Not said that yet. Now, the, the, the founders a Colin Dewan and a Wes Platt. They designed the games themselves and within a few months of doing the pre-production, the, uh, they decided to raise funds through like a Kickstarter and Indiegogo and then quit their jobs to pursue this this dream of making a video game. Now, I don't know if the company is still around. <laughs> it's such a small company, I couldn't find anything on, like there's like a Facebook page and there's a blog and then there's a website, but the, like the last entries on any of this stuff is like a um, like five to six months before the game came out. But nothing I could find says that the, game, the company is defunct. So I don't know, but as of right now, this is the only game the company has made. Well, if it's 2017, you can't find nothing else about them. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, unfortunately. So the game is presented and was also released in three acts. And they are Act 1, Wonderland, Act 2, Festival, and Act 3, Boomtown. Now, when we played it, we got to play the complete version that was all released at once that came out later. Yeah, sorry, their website, like all their stuff on their, on their website for Indie Deep is all August, August 2016. Yeah, just like I said, it took a couple of months before the game came out. Just, I don't know. Because yeah. it says there, there's full time and there's like people who work remotely and stuff. So there's got to be. But I couldn't find any. Thing. I looked for a yeah. while. I'm just kind of poking at it a little bit, but you're fine. But um, so we, the version we played, which was the console version, came with all three acts in one in one package. And essentially, the setup of the game is kind of what pulls you in because it's just this, the, like you said, the presentation of this. Mm-hmm. You're a little confused by it because it starts like it starts out as like the the red curtain, and you hear just a bunch of obnoxious audience noises. People just are you know the chattering of people, and you hear crumpling of packages, and sh- you know so on and so forth and then the narration starts these big red curtains fly open and it is the most elaborate uh stage most elaborate stage you've ever seen in your life mm-hmm. and you're like what is going on here and then as the narration like picks up it's essentially you're playing an interactive play yeah. but your interactivity is incredibly limited to just dialogue choices yeah you make dialogue choices and or you determine or- who who you talk to like you don't even your person walks from set to set but they're uh but that's it you have no control over that like you say you you'll walk across an area and sometimes when you walk from one set to another that's predetermined and that just happens and you'll walk into a building uh a new part of the set there's two people to talk to you just choose which one to talk to in which order and i don't even think that even matters i don't think it does either honestly so really all you're doing is making dialogue choices i think it's interesting that uh there's no like cuts in this game like like you have to walk from one part say it's it's kind of cool because this the because the set's kind of open and closed and stuff like that. So you're in a, in a, you're in a building, and the, when you walk to the building, the, one of the walls will lower down, and you walk into the building. Or unfold, even. Or kind of opens up the top, and you walk in. You first walk inside, you talk to your buddy. When you you walk back out, that, that thing closes back up, and the spotlight stays in your character, and they walk to another part of the set. But it, there's no there's no cuts. You have to like watch them walk across the set. You get these loud yeah. footsteps, and you go to another part, and it, it opens up, and they go inside and, and talk to the next person. And then it does this... Like, the the cool thing that really pulls you in, because you are juggling... Okay, real quick. The plot synapses is you, the player... Well, player, quote-unquote. You're really just clicking choices. You're investigating the suicide of a washed-up actor in the backwoods of Florida in a, t- in a town called uh, Cypress Knee. And each of your three people are some sort of investigator. You have the cheeky blogger, which is Ramona Teague. You have the down-and-out local reporter, Jack Bellett. And then you have the uh, basically the cinema P.I. Casey Gaddis. And each one of them is has been a told by their boss to investigate this thing separately. Yeah. We're and, told they're going to go investigate some actor. Uh, yeah, 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 I said that. You said already? I, I, I must have blanked that when I was flipping through the websites. Yeah, but it, you're investigating because <laughs> w- w- the game open, literally the opening act is incredibly dark because yeah. like we pick up on this evening on and they, oh, yeah, there's a narrator. The, yeah, the, the narrator they f- pull out back the curtain and there's a body hanging from a water tower. Yeah. And then it starts out, you kind of, it kind of sums up the game perfectly. You're like, oh crap, that person's being hung. And then you see someone walk outside and look up and goes, not again. Yeah. This is the second game on the podcast we've talked about that opens with a hanging. What was the first one? The one was all the cat people. Cat people. Did we talk about the cat people game? What cat people game? 
Where you play a detective, but everybody's everybody's animals. Oh, Black Sad. Yeah, we did talk about Black, Black Sad. Sad. It was a GameFly episode, though. Yeah, Black Sad. Uh, that open that, that title screen is, is a person hanging. The hunger, yeah, and the, and the and the maid comes in and goes ah. But yeah, that was a little more somber. This one was just a janitor going not again. <laughs> like it's like who, who knows how many times this happened to that poor guy for him to say not again. Yeah, but it's it's pretty cool. So that, not cool, but I think right then that's what it cuts to. I like this because uh, talk about the different scenes because because we, we didn't watch all of us, we can't remember it all. But the thing it clicks to the what's the girl's name? Ramona. Ramona is in traffic and then the, the thing pans over and she's in a bunch of cars and honking noises and there's a board a big board thing behind her on the scene and it's like clicking through like her text messages on her phone so you so the audience could see what she's texting her i guess her editor or whatever is texting yeah. her and it's blowing up behind her on the thing like a projection screen but then for her to switch scene she just stands up out of the car and just like walks out walks out of the car to the next scene well, okay it does this cool thing because essentially the whole stage i guess you call it a tri corner stage because it's a giant the triangle on each of the faces of the triangle has like a different scene so if she's like full-blown changing scenes not walking from building to building she'll walk out and get on this moving platform platform essentially that has a spotlight and it zooms her out to, to to the audience and then the entire stage rotates like David Copperfield style. Mm-hmm. It just rotates one or two of the sides and then it zooms back in because she was in the city, wherever she was in the city in, and then now she's in Cypress Knee. And you're like, oh geez. And it moves and it's, the presentation is awesome. The game, the story itself is a little a little weak sauce, I'll be honest, until the third act, but you have to play the other two. The third act gets crazy. And yeah, wonky, where everything yeah. gets unveiled and everything. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what happened. It's been too long. It's clearly been five years. Yeah, but j- just the spectacle of everything. Yeah. Now, I do we talk about how long it took me to play it? Yeah, we mentioned it first. Yeah. yeah, ten hours. I think mine was yeah, six. Ten. Now you don't have to get the achievements because if you want the full one K, you do have to do one full part of playthrough. Then you have to do a, two separate partial playthroughs, mm-hmm. and it involves the the stories that you're doing. Yeah, and or and then, then there's this little test you had to take for this church and you have to score like the best and the worst on it and stuff like that it's like it's almost like i guess they're making fun of scientology maybe i don't know I enough know. about that but there is this religion you're, you're gonna come take our sarlacc test <laughs> you have to score if you can be dark matter or serene and you have to get dark matter for each of the characters and serene with each of the characters and then go through and all your posts have to because you get like three categories of posts where they're like edgy i don't remember it's like edgy explosive or safe and you have to go through the entire game, make all the safe choices, make all the edgy choices, make all the cautious choices. Cautious, edgy, and explosive or whatever. Something like that. Something like that. You have to go, and you don't have to do that. I would just say, honestly... Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Do one playthrough and call it quits. Because yeah. it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, achievement hunting is a niche. We it's know. A, yeah, even though we're trying to convert Brian, yeah, we're we're slowly working it towards him. You know, because he's a he's a silly little goose. Anyway, the entire game is voice acted and voice acted well. For for the other thing too, for this being these this company's first game mm-hmm. and only first and only game that we're aware of, uh, they have a, it's fully voice acted and their cast is like over thirty people. It's a huge production. Yeah. No excuse. We 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 beat this point into the ground. There's no excuse if this tiny little company with tiny little team can hire somehow hire but maybe hiring a full voice cast is what put them down who knows possibly <laughs> and graphically i want to say it's like pseudo realistic yeah it's a little a, a slightly slightly stylized maybe it's not a very good looking game it's i also, think they're more focused on the writing and the story it's also dark 90 percent of the time well they're on a like, stage and you're like kind of following where this where the lighting of the stage is well i, I don't think I, even like the time of day that all this stuff goes down all the investigation all this stuff it's all like dusk and nighttime the yeah. only thing in the entire game I think that was in the daytime was the introduction for all three characters it's their, their little intro scenes Ramona's was in the car she's like yo you gotta go get this story from her boss and Jack Bellet, poor him he's a reporter like in the in Cypress knee and going through some marital troubles and he comes upon a scene on his night with his son and it's a gruesome murder scene <laughs> and he's like his wife comes up because she's like a town official and she's like where's our son he's like he's in the car you let our son to a murder scene he's like it's fine he's reading a book you can't see anything and you're like oh this dude's an idiot and then Casey Gaddis's his is incredible again the game is dark dark and weird situations because Casey Gaddis your your third character it picks up with him about to blow his brains out in a motel <laughs> he's literally talking to his dog and he's just like well I don't really see a reason to keep on living boy you're old I'm old and you hear him putting bullets into a gun and <laughs> cocking it and he, the shot the 
the silhouette of the character holds his gun up to his head and then his cell phone rings he's like oh this is my friend so-and-so and he picks the phone up and puts the gun down and his friend hires him to go investigate something and you're like oh my god <laughs> but the game did open with a hanging so it gets strangely dark and comedic at times it's 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 a strange thing mm-hmm. very strange game and then each of these characters has you know you have standard answers you know like this or that like a basically um a passive answer or an aggressive answer and then each have a third category ramona has strange jack has belligerent and casey gaddis has c- cynical and they don't really have any effect on the story necessarily but you, you pick those choices every time you get them throughout the whole game you get an achievement for being belligerent cynical and strange but sometimes like i, I thought it was funny for ramona because they, they'd ask you questions like what, what were you doing at you know in the um in the murder of victor's ho- hotel room after the police put up the tape or whatever and you pick strange answer and she's like i don't know two squirrels said go in the back door and they're like and they, no one acknowledges the strange answer and it's 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 a weird writing they definitely needed a little bit more i know it's like when you were like posting your when you're posting your stories mm-hmm. that your whoever's editor or whatever's calls as soon as you hit post your phone rings immediately and there's like no way they've read oh, that yeah. the, the, the passage of time in this is insane and in, it's faster than certain superheroes mm-hmm. it's just insane now talk about some weird dark stuff uh, apparently one of the people in the town has a, a tragic backstory where they haven't been the same since they went to the alligator show and someone jumped an alligator knocked the baby out of their arms and the alligator ate their baby <laughs> and you're like what the, what series <clears throat> of events goes what like everyone is a character every every single one of the people and it's almost a little too much no one's normal so i guess maybe you could call it twin peaky maybe but everyone seems to be normal in twin peaks but the main dude no i need twin peaks is full weirdo full yeah you're right sorry my brain but yeah so i'll say twin peaky because everyone's a character there's even one character that's probably my favorite he's his name's remy dixon and he constantly talks in the third person mm-hmm. there like, he's like oh remy saw this remy did that Remy don't know why people were so upset that about this actor dying he sucked mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's just it's it's a fun romp to the very least and then like i said act one act two kind of just eh, you know just good introduction getting the murder and stuff like that sort of well as, as much as they can they're not they're not cops and then hands down the third act is the best one with all the reveals but i think i said that earlier already but still i just want to reiterate if you're playing through it and you're like just kind of blows get to the third act and go to the third act that's where all the fun's at just weirdness just wacky wacky weirdness do you have anything to add was there okay. I, don't, I don't i remember got notes and stuff i remember a little less than you do about it i remember when we, when we watched up to we were watching through part of act one on, on, on our youtube video well real quick um i did bring them up so i might as well go ahead and briefly talk about them um how good the voice acting was uh but it's also strange how the people weren't really huge they're all small time uh ramona teague was voiced by ariel delisle and she only had three things at the time and i couldn't find that she had done honestly too much more yeah she really hadn't done too much more since then she did something in 2018 and then she's currently working on something called dino knots which i'm not entirely sure what that is and so she only has like three things to her her name and then jack bellett is voiced by uh dan osborne and he's also along the um the same thing but this is his only video game everything else he's done is, has been shorts so I don't know. They all do a fine job. It's just it's hard to break into an industry where, you know, you have just, just, it's just hard. I get it. And our final person, this probably seems to be like the most popular person of the, of the three. Uh, the guy who voices Casey Gaddis is uh, George Washington the third. And so he's done quite a few other things. His main thing is uh, he's part of a podcast called BS de Resistance. And he's done like 39 episodes. So I don't know what that entails, but it went from 2018 to 2021 and he himself he's done quite a few video games though weird and like out of nowhere he did voice work in madden nfl 2006 <laughs> and then he did uh probably one of the cooler ones he did was in uh way back in the day on the ps3 not way back in the day but you know still back in the day was dc online he was the voice of john stewart the green lantern in the dc online for this entire run on the playstation 3 that mmo it's still going it's still going yeah i think that's still going i think i think uh, dc online is coming to xbox for the first time ever 
soon. Oh, that's kind of cool. I, mean, I won't play it because I don't really care, but it's coming. And uh, he's also done work in Starpoint, Gemini Lords, and Wasteland 3. All the voice, like I said, I, I think all the voice acting is done really good. But then, of course, as you go through the list of the 30 people, there's like several people who's like did five voices or four voices. They're, each one of them did one voice. They did their characters. They, I guess they didn't have to worry about anything else because they wanted to get the uh, wanted to get the story across. Mm-hmm. I didn't want them getting risk getting lines mixed up or something. I'm not entirely sure. That's pretty much all you got there. I think so. I'm I'm just kind of doing a quick once over on my notes to make sure I got everything. Looks like this game is normally fourteen ninety nine. That's probably it's reasonable. That's what probably get it on sale for ten bucks. Easy ten bucks for about six hours, and as you see a weird experience, get a weird little. I mean, yeah, you need at least at the very least if you're not going to play this game, at least watch the trailer, watch a bit of gameplay to see what it looks like. Because it has a, as a I've never seen a game that look like that like pre- presents like this game does uh, uh, the production value of the the staging and watching the buildings unfold and fold back up and everything that was it's not something you see often i can't think of another time where i saw it frankly in, in, in a video game no no this is very what do you call that like doctor strange maybe like where like the world kind of like folds around the thing but that's also wonky and probably entirely inaccurate but still the production value of the game mm-hmm. is the best part. Like yeah. I said, and the voice acting. So and the voice acting is really good. I'm reading a couple of, while you're in, I'm scrolling through a couple of reviews on Steam. It's got very positive on Steam overall. Um, but uh, a lot of it, there's, there's a lot of people like it. I think there are people people don't like it is because they say that it kind of falls apart in the final act because it just gets weird for weird's sake. It gets weird. It yeah. gets really weird. Um, but that's also, I like weird for the most part because it's been fairly normal up to that point. And then in the act three, they're like, you know, it, you know, because I mentioned it earlier because you have like the, the people called the church of us mm-hmm. and the slang term for them is they're called weists and they don't much care for that term but all your characters interact with them the the tag kern the the actor was a, a member of high standing with them and so on and so forth and then they're just really set on building a new thing out in cypress knee and it just it, it, it gets bonkers but I'm, as, a, as a fan of like b movies and stuff like that i don't mind a little like over extreme non sensicalness because <laughs> sometimes you're just like or what do you call it it's not i guess you call it surrealist maybe at I least guess. in the final act maybe because mm-hmm. everything else seems fairly normal investigating a murder and i'm pulling back stuff but without spoiling what that final act is you just, call, you just called it a murder he hung himself bah, bah, bah. i don't know i don't know oh, <laughs> I, remember, I don't remember what happened this is so. the suicide of tad tad Tag Kern and Tag Kern. all the fun stuff that comes after with the investigating. I think that I am done yeah. with this. I think so. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I remember, I like the other game, I remember liking it. Also, the wayside, it's kind of the theme of this episode of games we probably liked when we played them five years ago. <laughs> Or give yeah. or take, when they kind of just fall to the wayside. So this might be probably nothing. Just strange games. We like to, we like to have a little strange strange games on the podcast. We're gonna try to always have uh, off the beaten path games as much as much as we can. We're trying not to. We had a little bit, a little God of War speak a little while back. It's just because we platinum that game. Well, real quick, uh, I'm looking at my notes. The games surrounding Knee Deep mm-hmm. are Haven which is a game we both liked you more than me, mm-hmm. but it was still a really good game, music, art. Then we had Carto, The Garden Between, and Stone. I hated Stone. We definitely I would much have rather talked about Knee Deep over Stone. I don't know how we ended up talking about Stone instead then. Probably because we want to talk probably, about... You probably hadn't played Knee Deep at the time. Mm-mm. Probably is what we talked about. Well, my notes for Stone come after Knee Deep, so I played Knee Deep before I played Stone. Weird, because Stone... I don't, know, I don't know how we kept shooting past this stuff, but... I said well, Stone might be... on an achievement episode? Stone ended up on, on an achievement episode because... We hated I it. I think so, yeah. I ended up playing it just for achievements because it was a nightmare. Um, I think I'm... Go yep. ahead and cool if we call it quitsy. Quitsies? Quitsies. Uh, I will say we're going to continue uh, this endeavor. I don't know how many more games Blake's got uh, on his booklet of notes here. We're going to keep doing this until episode 100. We don't know... We don't know what we got anything really planned for episode 100, but we're gonna. We might just talk about the podcast in general. We may, may or may not have a guest. We're not really too worried about what we're gonna be doing. But uh, after episode 100, we will be trying a slightly different, slightly different format, focusing on one game, uh, probably around, hopefully around an hour, hour and a half length. We'll see how, see how that goes. We've we've got a couple of games in the bank, in the bank for that. Games we're not talking about now. Games we're gonna talk about by themselves on the new format. We're gonna see. Uh, if y'all listen to those, uh, that that might format may shift too, depending on how long it takes us to discuss certain games. Because I've got extensive notes for some games, some of these upcoming games. So I kind of want it to be more in depth on on.
on the up, upcoming. I want the podcast to be more more in depth than this was, obviously, because I want to have actual notes about games. I rarely write anything down about games for the podcast up until up until recently. I try to take more step by step notes of what of what we've been playing. So hopefully that'll make the podcast more in depth and more interesting. Is kind of what we're going for, but we'll see. It might end up being the exact same podcast that um, you guys all love and admire, or something like that. Uh, so I don't know what to what games we're gonna have on the, on the next episode because I gotta let Blake dig to his notes and uh, let me know from there. But we're gonna keep on keep keep banging these things out. If you hate these weird episodes we're doing, we're we're digging through games we hadn't played for years. Just stick just kind of stick with it, and we're gonna be switching to games we've played more recently uh, pretty soon around episode uh, 101. Uh, so that's really all we have for this episode. I want to thank um, Jared Jones and the guys of Emerge for letting us have let it go for our opening uh, intro to this podcast. It's awesome, and I always say it's the best part of the podcast so if you stop listening after that and just go find a merge that's a win we, we we're we're okay with that the merge is such a cool band and really nice guys uh, i want to thank uh Miladin markovic aka devious pixel for the art of the podcast and all and all his stuff you can find an episode if you look for episode numbers you blake had the number at some point i forget what it is but there's a, there's an episode named devious pixel where we where we interviewed uh Miladin. he's a really really nice really sweet guy we walked him a whole bunch he's going to continue doing art we'll have new art episode 100 so we'll do, we'll do all that fun stuff and uh come to our twitch twitch streams we really love people people to show up to those and talk to us about video games and movies or just anything you want to talk about with that because that'll and, and that'll be if you watch the streams then it'll be more interactive when you when we do the uh, episodes based on those games our next one coming up for that would be we'll do it after episode 100 it'll be i think grounded grounded when we we, we stream uh, our whole entire playthrough of grounded so come to our twitch streams at twitch.tv forward slash two smoking controllers and that's all i got so we'll see you guys next time and uh, before I end uh, end out, I'm going to do a little bit of cross-promotion for myself. I have a short story that I self-published on Amazon called They Come This Night. I happen to think that it's a very excellent piece of literature. Uh, it's it's a pretty cool little uh, second-person home invasion colonial time story called They Come This Night. And then I also want to... We have a brother podcast that spawned from this one called Action, the movie podcast, where myself and our good buddy Steve take turns semi-surprising one another with a movie to watch, and we don't discuss anything, text, talk, whatever, until we actually record the episode so that each other's opinion uh, doesn't influence the other. And again, that's Action, the movie podcast, and I don't think I have anything else, so I want to wish everybody a good evening and good night.